0: Welcome to episode 127 here of Drew's Baseball Crew. Not the baseball crew, the sports crew here on this Sunday night. It was on the baseball crew this morning. Yes, ch- I hope you check that out. I don't know why I said baseball crew. I was thinking about this morning, thinking about the winning lineup we did build on Fantasia Sports. It was a winning one. Hope you should go check that episode out. But we are here for the sports crew this na- tonight here to talk about what went on in the Wisconsin sports world this week here again Sunday night because we got to go through what happened in with Milwaukee Brewers baseball and party like it's 1986 as it's the first three-game sweep or more of the Chicago White Sox since then. Yes, I'm serious. In the stat archives, there you go. But also, Green Bay Packers are 1-0. I know it's preseason, but that we gotta we gotta clap for that. There we go. Just you know the simple things. You win a preseason game, you know. There's no reason not to celebrate. I mean, I, if you lose, of course, there's a reason to not like look too much into it. But you get the point. That's the two big things on the agenda this week. I think we start on the Packers side, but first, I did want to highlight again. Episode of the baseball crew was live this morning with an immaculate grid. If you care about the grid, um, as the live style passed, go check out that episode. It's a lot of fun. It was on my mind, as as we know. I did that this morning. Usually, I do that on Saturdays, just worked out with a Sunday this morning, but then here again, as always, on a Sunday night or Sunday in general, and the, you know, back as always, and next week, um, looking at the schedule. Wednesday is going to be a, a new episode of Journey a Million. Check that out there. Saturday then, Saturday morning, baseball crew, Sunday, sports crew. Back to the original schedule on that. If you're wondering where the episode of Journey a Million is on your feed yet, well, it was live at Petsco Brewing Co. in Manitowoc on Thursday night. That's where it was. It and we do, in fact, have audio and video from the live show. Special thanks to David Neuenfeld for making that possible. He has a great experience with equipment and such and was able to help us out and produce the episode, um, the audio and video. And that will be in your feed in the upcoming days. So stay tuned on that. I will be posting at your sports crew on social media when that is the case. So just check that out. You know, if you're wondering where it is, I'll have an update for you, so do not worry. So those are the big updates. It was a great live show. Thank you to those who attended. We do appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. We did some audience grids. We went through some big news. We may add some debates. It was some good stuff. We had listeners even chime in. Um, for example, we had a Cowboy fan chime in on um, about when we gave our predictions on the NFC East. You know, and it was it was just stuff like that. It was it was some good fun, um, and that's what we like. We just like talking sports, you know, in general, and love talking football, of course, with Jerry Million. So definitely happy the show happened and the live show was able to go there. And thanks to Paul Hoffman of Petzl Brewing Company as well. Just a great experience, right? I love sports, right? Drew, that's why that's what brings true sports crew together, right? We got to bring people together here and. Let's go over to the world of football. So those were your announcements. We talked about Packers one to know it happened. They won last week, their preseason game. There are, are actually some relevant takeaways in this one. So don't think um, we're just talking to talk here. No, there are things we got to discuss here on this one. So start with the good or the ugly. I think we should start actually with the bad stuff. So, in this one, Packers did win. They did win by 17, 36-19 was the final, right? I mean, the bad was um, the Packers played a lot more offensive starters than the, the Bengals. I think that's a big one. The Bengals played no offensive starters, really. I mean, Trenton Irwin... They, they played some guys, Charlie Jones, they played some rookies, and some guys like Chris Evans, for example, who are definitely going to have a relevant role on this team for Cincinnati on the offensive end, but nobody, right, nobody to the, to the standard of like, that's going to be important throughout the year. Um, game in, game out, like just your true stars of your team. So that was something where, right, we saw Packers play Jordan Love, we saw them play most of the receivers. So that was the thing, but Look, you definitely like what you saw, you know, when you were watching the game, and that's that was big. I think, okay, that was the bad. I think, and then oh, let's go to last bad. A live show topic was about Anders Carlson, right? Packer sixth round pick out of Auburn, about his struggles so far in camp, and then he turned it on and had a good week of practice, right? And in the game, we get there. He makes a field goal. He. Goes three for five on extra points. He misses two extra points. Uh, yes, there are a lot of fans. I, if you just were on X, right, Twitter, formerly formerly Twitter X, you're on there. You definitely would have saw some angry fans. Um, people were not happy. Look, I I get it, but you know, Evan McPherson was kicking out other side. Of that now that's a star for Cincinnati. Um, but Anders Carlson, you got to give the guy a shot. I I think. Um, you know, I know his first one wasn't pretty, but I certainly think he'll be fine. Um, just was a concern, right? This certainly was bad here. Uh, Pat O'Donnell's got to be the punter. I, I think, um, I know Daniel, they had Daniel Willen kicking some punts, but it's going to be Pat O'Donnell um, in there. I thought the kick return situation was interesting. Tyler Goodson and Samori Torre were returning, not Jaden Reed. Of course, because Nixon was not playing in this one, but. Or, I mean, on on the return side, he was playing defensively, I should say. But, right, it's still a lot of guys got some work, in Like, Quay Walker played a bit and some other ones. But, point being said is, the bad was not too bad, but there's still some things we wanted to talk about with it. Let's talk about the good here. I think a big thing was, look at Jordan Love and Romeo Dobbs. Look at that connection, right? That was beautiful in that first quarter. Um, Love was just finding... Finding Dobbs, and that—that's kind of what we've said in training camp. I'm intrigued to see how fantasy football reacts. We know how volatile they act to things like this, and I'm—I'm I'm one who's just like that. But certainly, the hype there is real. I, I and I just forgot to mention something here with Tyler Davis. It's—it's um, it's unfortunate. Um, an ACL injury. It sounds like he's gonna be out for the year. was um, gonna be—he was gonna be a true part of the team. Uh, double tight end sets he was going to be the blocker in this, in that scenario. And he's, a, he's such, such an underrated guy to this Packers squad. And we're just rooting for a quick recovery for him. Uh, true leader for the squad. And yeah, just really tough because now it looks like Luke Musgrave and um, Tucker Craft are going to have to step right in there right away. Uh, I'm intrigued to see Josiah deguara who we talked about on Thursday at Pet School, who is transitioning more into a fullback role. He might be actually coming back out and blocking um, just terrible situation here. Um, and again, we're rooting for Davis quick recovery. Uh, so I think with Luke Musgrave, I think it's going to really open up though, an opportunity for him. We've already seen the the potential. We've seen the, how good he's looked. Um, I, I think him and Kraft are both going to need to be relied upon here for sure on the tight end side. So that was another unfortunate thing, but going here to the good. Uh, Jordan Love stood out right away. Again, I talked about the connection with Dobbs. Looked great. I really liked how they were using um, Christian Watson in motion. Uh, really used him there and actually set up a reception. I know he only – I think he had two receptions. One of his receptions there was set up nicely with some motion. I Something I thought – took note of that I thought was impressive. I, I really liked uh, – Packers are one of the classic. It's like an end around play. It's not even really an end around. Uh, they set a guy in motion and the handoff. It's just like a little like the shotgun quarterback gets the ball and just like taps it over to the running back. Um, we we saw Watson ran it with it. We've seen Aaron Jones in the past. Right, it's been something in in the Lafleur system. But we saw Jaden Reed in it and it, it looked great. You know, just the play design. Um, really liked what I saw from Reed today. You know he had the. Nice catch from Sean Clifford, which I also want to talk about, but just small things like that stood out. Malik Keith stood out. He's gonna make this team a receiver who I wasn't too sure, but Malik Keith will be on this squad. Samori Torre um will be and he's gonna have a bigger role than last year. He's actually made great strides from year one to year two. Uh I think those two stood out for me. Of, of course, Emmanuel Wilson. He's thumbnailed this. I just thought his runs, like the 80-yard run. Um, w- Wilson look look great. Um, two touchdowns. It's hard to say again with with the Cincinnati defense that did have full squad, but um, again, love what we saw from Emmanuel Wilson, Patrick Taylor also in there. I wonder those guys right this the third running back spot on this Packer team is wide open. It really is. It's wide open. So you could see these guys get thwarted into that kind of role. Um, I know Lou Nichols was their draft pick, didn't play in this one. Bakhtiari didn't play either, but um, like Lou Nichols, you know, right now these other guys, they only only—they—they they draft seventh round draft capital. So a guy like Emmanuel Wilson could certainly beat him out for the job. He only had six carries too. So we didn't get that, like this insane volume, but definitely love that run. They for four Wilson. Packers found themselves a guy in Sean Clifford drafted in the fifth round out of Penn state. Um, that it's, it was cool. You know, like well, how he performed today, twenty twenty six one touchdown. I know two picks. One was a pick six, but you can't look at that. I mean, the pick six, you he was getting hit as he was thrown. Just look at how he bounced back from that. I mean, he was making the right plays, just watching his progressions. He was making the right reads, uh, made some right, made some nice throws. Certainly like what we saw from Clifford today. I thought, I think that was probably the biggest standout. Not how well Love played. I know Love played like that was huge to see him seven for ten, but how well Sean Clifford played because this team was like, which we we even said this on Thursday at the show. It was not to go keep going back to that, but th- this is certainly relevant. We talked about Packers. If if Love misses some time throughout the season, this team could be could be rough. It could be a bottom five, bottom you know, team in all football. But the way Clifford played, it was like hold on here. You know, Clifford played the system. He made the right reads. He made the right progressions. You know, this was a preseason defense, I know, but you you like to see that rather than looking at results, you like to see kind of how the reads, you know, how the throws, just just looking at how the offense looks per se, you know. Um, so I thought with Clifford, you liked what you saw. You know, there's no denying that. So that was what I my big takeaways: defense, you know, they allowed 19 points. Well, I'm not even really a pick six was in there, right? So you like the ways off the defense, but again, nobody on the Cincinnati offense was really gonna be other than like Chris Evans, Chase Brown, guys who are gonna have some sort of role running. Um, other than that, it wasn't really like they were, had their stars out there. So not gonna throw you know too much at that, but promising what we saw from the Packers. And looking forward to what's up next. Let's talk about this next week for Green Bay here before we go to the football side or baseball side. Wow. Tomorrow at 10.30 a.m. You got to practice Monday, 8.14 on Ray Nitschke Field. You can check out an open practice. Then we have a joint practice that's open to the public versus New England Wednesday and Thursday. That's going to be good. Hopefully we don't have any... Um, fights and whatnot, we had, of course, Elton Jenkins fight twice last week. Forced to leave practice. But hopefully we don't mind that. Wednesday and Thursday, 10.30 a.m. Central are both those times. And then we have a preseason game Saturday at 7 p.m. I will be there. I will be at a Packer preseason game at Lambeau. Excited to see this do scoreboard. I want to see. It's worth the hype. I've heard all the good stuff about it. I was not at Family Fun Night, but look, it looked cool. I want to see this. So I will fill you all in Sunday for episode 128 of Drew Sports Crew on how it looked, how it was. I'm excited. I, I, I think we're gonna get another drive of love. I think we're gonna see him. I wonder if we're gonna see Alex McGo. Um again, USFL MVP who they signed. Probably gonna see him, but again, I hope to see the love and Dobbs and Watson for a drive. But I, I think a big takeaway for next week is Andres Carlson. How's he going to perform? That's got to be on our mind. I want to see who takes that Tyler Davis blocking, you know, that role. And where do they use the Guara? And how do, how do they balance the tight ends? I think that's going to be something I want to see next week. Then lastly, just like the defense, overall defense prowess, you know, like how aggressive is this team going to be? kind of just from there. You know, we saw a good a good effort this past week, but how can they build on that? I think those are three takeaways I'm just looking at right now, and hoping to go 2-0 here in the preseason, coming up here make it 1-0 to 2-0. That is the football talk for today. Let's transition over to baseball. Yes. Seems like I started the episode by saying baseball crew. Maybe I just want to talk about baseball. No, that's not the case. But I do want to still talk about this Milwaukee Brewers sweep party against 1986, as I said. In this one, you know, it was a good week, right? We talked about how I had high expectations for this week, was literally how I worded it last week. It was okay, you got six games against lesser opponents. I expect five or one, five and one, or six to no. They go five and one. They, they, I appreciate that because it almost looked like they could have easily. Lost the series Monday through Wednesday, but they make up for it with a sweep on Friday to Sunday. And this White Sox sweep was a good one. It was it was sweet. Don't get me wrong, but just going back to Monday, they take care of Colorado 12 to 1. They lose on Tuesday, 7 to 3. That was an extra one where it was a walk fest in extras. Um, it was just frustrating when or loss there. Wednesday, they come back and win seven to six. Mark Canna. Has been clutch in extra innings is the story. They win on Friday seven to six. They win Saturday three to two. They win Sunday seven to three. Want to just highlight the sweep against the White Sox. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What was so great about it was Corbin Burns Friday, Brandon Woodruff Saturday, Freddie Peralta Sunday. Come on, that is awesome. That is exactly what you want. That is what makes this Brewers team so dangerous. They might rise in my power ranking. They are going to rise in my power rankings just because all three of them are back. And Peralta has found it. He has found it. He's been consistent now. Swing The swinging strike numbers are insane. I love what we've seen so far from Freddie Peralta. Um, just just very pleased with how today went and how Woodruff's looking back off the IL. I think this Brewers team is looking great. They also put up 17 runs this weekend. I love that. Right, averaging over five runs a game, that's what you need. Um, again, against a lesser, you know, both both teams they played sold at the deadline, not too great of teams, but you still love a sweep here on the weekend set. Um, you're up uh, Cubs lost today, so I think you're up three and a half games in the Cubs, and pending how this Reds doubleheader is going, um, you're either up four or five games basically on the Reds, so. Brewers are getting some separation a little bit, but that separation could go away shortly. Not to be that guy, but they have a tough six games coming up here. They have the Dodgers for three, 9 10 on Tuesday, 9 10 on Wednesday, 9 10 on Thursday. Yeah, that's not fun. After, again, they have an off day tomorrow, but then they have the Rangers for three, 7 05 on Friday. 3.05 on Saturday. Yeah, I know. 135 on Sunday. The 3.05 actually works nicely. So, that's on FS1. It's before the Packer game. Don't worry. I'll be watching. I'll find a way. So, I wanted to highlight where those games are going to be. It's Bally Sports Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday. FS1 on Saturday, but also on Bally Sports. And then also on Bally Sports on Sunday. So, good. You can find it all on Bally Sports Wisconsin, but... 9-10, like those 9-10 ones are going to be rough. Uh, I want to just see how they're doing the starter situation. I got Wade Miley's there. Um, it's got to be Hauser's going to be probably thrown in there for a start. Uh, I'm wondering how we're going to see. We know Colin Ray was optioned to AAA, but we don't know about the status of Julio Tehran. I don't think he'll be back, but just want to see how they kind of break up the starter situation in the upcoming days here. Um, again, that off day tomorrow is going to add some clarity. So it's going to be tough for the record predictions. I might be posting the prediction challenge Tuesday just because it makes sense. They have an off day Monday. I don't know who all the starters are going to be yet because they usually set it like the first game of the week. They'll kind of like set it for us, you know. So just just a warning there. I might not have the prediction challenge up because it's how do I make a prediction on, on the starters? I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. I want to make sure I'm giving you all the most accurate predictions I can as possible. So, that's how I'm going to be rolling that. Power Yankees will be up tomorrow instead, though. Don't worry. And, yeah. Um, also, I have the Team of the Week who I'll be highlighting tomorrow, too. So, those are the, the things you'll be getting tomorrow. I did want to chat about, though how this team's looking statistically because we, I didn't even touch on like the big three on home run for Carlos Santana today, you know, how Yelch has been hitting, how we still have seen Frelick walk in, uh, just cool stuff like that. Um, so right now looking at the war report, I like to call it Yelch has again, surpassed three wins above replacement. 3.2 war is where you'll find him. And this says of Sunday night, William Contreras, number two at 2.6 wins above replacement. Devin Williams at 2.1 at number three, followed by Corbin Burns at two. And then I think just some surprises here. Andrew Monasterio has surpassed one win above replacement. Again, if you would have asked me, or if you would have told me Andrew Monasterio would would have a positive war here and he'd have a higher war than, um, well, not than Willie Dallas, but if you would have told me at a higher war than like, even guys like Jesse Winker or Rowdy Tellez, I would have been confused, and yeah, that's just baseball for you. So, I did want to highlight a few things too with the team and the stats. Right, big one was Rowdy Tlaz will be coming back. It seems throughout sometime this week he'll join the Brewers on the road trip. Also, Jesse Winker will it will be rehabbing with High A Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. I was at the game today. Some cool stuff there. Beautiful renovations, beautiful ballpark. Definitely should check out there. Um, Got a bobblehead. Corey Hart was there. It was was really cool. You know, there's no other way to put it. But those are your updates that kind of pertain there to first base and DH. So there you go. Um, Again, South Freelich has, you know, kept it going. OPS still over 900. Um, Average... It's kind of it's 263 right now, but the big thing is 16 walks to 12 strikeouts. Still only at two steals, though. So that's kind of what we're waiting on, on feel like, is everything else has been there except the speed. You know, or how do I The thing makes sense? The speed has been there, but the, the steals haven't been there. So we're waiting on that. We're waiting on Mark Hanna to hit the ball um, more. When I say that, you know, like strikeouts is four walks to four strikeouts, but hit the ball hard is the... Modifier, I need to add that he's been hitting the ball, but he hasn't hit the ball hard. I mean, he's got he's got three doubles with the team, but from there, it's it's been pretty lackluster. You know, three doubles, f- four singles. Um, we haven't really just seen any like crazy liners. Some good exit VLO. Um no home runs yet, which is fine, but definitely something we want to step up. Santana hasn't necessarily been great with the team, but has that big three-run home run today, and sure enough, has been stepping it up. So, you just like Santana with that, you know, again, that veteran prom- prowess and just overall baseball, you know, his baseball IQ and like the defense, too. So, those that's why you get a guy like Santana. Um, But you did have a guy like John Singleton who had two home runs in a game last week, which was just crazy to see after he was three for 39 with the team or three for 29 with the team. And that's baseball for you. But Turing's been hot as of late since he's gotten called back up. That's been cool to see. Um, And that Yelich has been now just playing around where he, where he was hot and now he's just playing around that. So he's up to 290 average or 289 average. And the numbers have just kind of stayed the same as they were, which is good, right? Where they've been over the last few months, which is a all-star level player, almost MVP level player. So you cannot complain there with what you've gotten from Yelish. Even with the bullpen, Admiral Uribe, a guy we talked about a few weeks ago, he's looked devastating. He has had, when I say devastating, I mean in a good way. His sinker was 101 miles per hour, had this insane break. I mean, this thing was like like a video game. I don't even know how to explain it. It was incredible. He got a save earlier a few days ago, and just like what you saw from Uribe, this Brewers bullpen has stepped up. Now its I I would say it's one of the better bullpens in all of baseball. So it's just cool to see how the Brewers just year in, year out, just find a guy, and they're able to just put this bullpen together, and it looks great. So definitely like Pyumps, Williams, Picaro, Milner, Uribe, I think those guys are just make up the, the duo. Now Andrew Chafin comes in. Hopefully he steps up here, has a bigger week. So that was the big update with the players. Love what I've seen um, this past week. As I mentioned, lesser competition. I expected this kind of performance. We got it. Happy to see that. So far, again, if I had to pick, make some sort of prediction, I'm going to wait. But you're getting the Brewers back into the rotation in LA. I don't like that. Most of the bullpens fresh though, which I do like. You get an off day Monday. So I, I definitely think like a Bruce could finish over 500, but you're not going to win 6 in a row here, I don't think against both these squads. So um, there's, there's going to be some losses sprinkled in. I just got to monitor what kind of matchups we're looking at and I think the The Dodgers and Rangers respectively might be throwing some lefties, including we might be getting Jordan Montgomery. So we know how that goes when the Brewers face him. So I'm kind of fearful of that, but we have some off days coming up. We have the 14th, a.k.a. tomorrow, and then the next week, August 21st, that Monday you're off, and then you're off the 24th, that Thursday. So a lot of off days coming at a great time for the Milwaukee, and we'd love to see that. And rooting for a great week here for the Brewers and Packers. That's going to that's gonna wrap it up here at Drew Sports Crew, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Drew Sports Crew, Facebook, and YouTube. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you all for listening to yet another episode of Drew Sports Crew, the perfect podcast for you.